what does it matter if I stop? Because I'm just one person and there are billions eating hamburgers. And uh, as a result, we have all, you know, we have the food system that we do. But my counter to that is be the change you want to see in the world. If you, you know, if you want to see uh, a more sustainable agricultural system, then you need to eat accordingly. And by the way, I think it's probably better for your health. Hi, this is Joshua Spodek, and this is Leadership in the Environment. You're not the only one who cares about your impact enough to act. You're part of a global community undeterred by people saying, if others don't change first, then what I do doesn't matter, and other excuses. We've read the science. We can do this. This show is about personal responsibility, acting, and improving your life by your values. As guest after guest says, the challenge was hard, but thank you for getting me to do it. I wish I'd done it earlier. Listen on for leaders to inspire you, hear their struggles, and then act. Go to joshuaspodick.com slash podcast to commit to a public, personal challenge of your own. You're not alone, and you don't have to wait for others. You're about to hear how David reduced his meat eating and found it way better than expected. It sounded like he enjoyed it. He benefited from it. He feels better from it. And he wants to do more. You'll hear from him. He also shared the challenges that he faced, in particular travel, other people, and going against the general systems around us, doing something different. These are these challenges. So as you consider your personal challenge for you to act by your values, listening to how he overcame his may help. Also, for those keeping track of how I evolve and how this podcast and this movement change, and in this podcast conversation, you'll hear a lot of direction that you'll see playing out later in this podcast. So listen on. Welcome to the Leadership in the Environment podcast. This is Josh. I'm here with David Biello. David, how are you doing? I'm doing well. So it's been a little while. When last we recorded, you were going to do for one month to go from eating meat twice a day to twice a week, if I remember right. And then you had lots of travel. So lots of other stuff has come up. How have things gone? I'm very interested to hear what's the story. It has gone way better than I expected in that for the most part, it's been easier than I expected. In fact, so much so that I decided to try to go full vegetarian, uh, at least for some period of that part of that time. Uh-huh. And uh, actually, for the first month, I would say after we talked, and it's been a couple of months at this point, um, I did a good job of that. And then I had a bunch of, uh, of work travel where I didn't have as much control, I guess, is the uh, uh, easy way to put it, of my diet in that, you know, I was going to kind of hosted dinners. And what was interesting about that is that kind of my upbringing uh, in the Midwest started uh, conflicting with, uh, you know, my desire to, to eat no meat. Is this um, something about being very polite? Exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's kind of like, uh, well, two things. One, you kind of get what you get and you don't get upset. Uh, so if somebody <laughs> serves you steak, you don't, uh, you know, be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm actually a vegetarian, just because that would be rude. They've gone to the trouble of preparing you the steak. And then the other piece of uh, of upbringing uh, that I found it difficult to overcome was, uh, you know, finish everything that's on your plate. So I couldn't just like accept the steak, but not eat it. <laughs> but if we're going by the criterion of, uh, you know, two times a week, except for, I would say on average, yes, because I went to zero for probably I don't know, 
I can't remember exactly when we spoke, but let's say it was eight weeks. I would say five out of the, well, four out of the eight weeks, I ate zero meat. One week I ate meat, uh, you know, maybe twice a week. And then a couple of other weeks, those other weeks when I was on the road, I ate, I ate meat maybe three or four times a week, but I avoided it basically wherever I, wherever I could. Well, this is very refreshing. I've talked to a bunch of people for second conversations and for you to say at the beginning, it went very well is I'm glad to hear. And then to hear that the big challenge is travel. Travel is one of the biggest challenges that people are finding is that when you're not in control of your environment, it becomes much more difficult. Yeah. And, but you're not folding. I mean, some people are like, oh, what can I do? And <laughs> I feel like if I heard you right, you changed the nature of it. And you said, well, here's what I can't. Well, how did it actually, how did you look at it? Well, that is kind of, you know, I basically... I controlled what I could control and when I, when I couldn't for, you know, for social reasons or or whatever politeness, I just, I went with it and I tried not to beat myself up too much. At first I felt a little bit guilty, but then I was like, well, look, you know, this is just part of the, part of the deal. And I actually had some interesting, uh, you know, conversations around it with some of those uh, folks uh, just to be like, look, you know, I was doing this thing and they were like, oh, you should have told us. Uh, and I, you know, like, well, you don't want to be a burden. Um, so, you know, we're just talking about it now. And so in some ways it was a great conversation starter, <laughs> which is important, uh, you know, for the kind of educational component of this. Well, you know, I mean, that's one of the big things that we talked about before was that it's, we have technology, we have, it's not a question of, can we do this? It's, will we choose to do this? And right. I think that this is changing things from accepting what's handed to you and just there's a system out there and the system works a certain way and saying, well, I can do something about it. And yeah. what's our motivation? Do we act on it? Yes. And funnily enough, you know, during this period, all that uh, uh, research came out showing how, you know, oh, there is no way to make meat kind of climate neutral. I don't know if you saw this. You know, some had had hopes that, uh, you know, by switching kind of grazing practices or, or livestock rearing uh, practices that uh, kind of the environmental impact of, uh, of, of beef in particular could be reduced, you know, switching from, say, grain finished, as the saying goes, to uh, grass fed might somehow cut down on the greenhouse gas emissions. But uh, unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's the case. So it is uh, more important than, um, than ever to reduce meat consumption to reduce that, that big, big source of, uh, of greenhouse gases. So how did it make you feel? I mean, we talked about what happened. So what was the internal response? I felt good. Although the one thing this is, and I don't know that this will be, uh, appropriate for your, for your podcast. So you can edit this out if it's not, but, uh, I gained some weight. I don't know whether that's, uh, because, uh, you know, in making up for meat, I was eating more, you know, carbs or, or what, but, uh, I don't know. I probably gained about five pounds. I also, again, was traveling. And so was not eating, you know, I might have a pastry for breakfast rather than, uh, my usual cereal or whatever it might be. So it might've been that, but so it might've been correlation, not causation, but, (laughs) uh, (laughs) but I did gain some weight. And so, you know, for those who are, uh, vein, maybe they, uh, maybe that will be another factor. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I'll leave that one now, not to follow up just cause it could go in. I don't know where it'll go, <laughs> uh, but I'm curious about, all right. So you felt good. Any, I mean, yeah. 
there's lots of kinds of good, like satisfied or happy or joyful or. Um, oh, I well, I meant I felt like um, energetic or something. yeah, physically good, and I felt like uh, uh, I guess a sense of achievement as well. Like, oh, I can do this. It's just a matter of uh, deciding to do it, right? Like uh, taking the uh, decision to do it, and then and then doing it. And, um, and kind of living up to your word uh, on that as much as possible. Feeling inspired? Do you like hearing others acting that you're not alone? Go to joshuaspodek.com slash podcast to hear other interviews, but even more valuable. Join the growing community of people who care enough to act, not just talk. Read the list of people who have taken on personal challenges and then commit to one yourself. Don't be surprised if you end up loving it, changing more, and finding people following you without you even trying. That's what happens when you improve your life by living by your values. When you did it, externally, you're eating less meat. Internally, mm-hmm. is it, usually there's a value that it connects to. Is it, I'm going to say what I, I'm going to do what I say. Is it environment? Is it? I think it's a little bit, I think it's a little bit of all of that, right? And then uh, also, I don't know, kind of uh, trying to be the change you want to see in the world, if that's a, an internal value. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like morality to it, I guess. Yeah. It it sounds to me like it resonated with a few different things inside of you. And and that resonates with our conversation before, because I think that we were, you know, one of the things I really like about talking to you is I feel like you are looking at this in the way that I look at it. Like it's, you have to approach this in a systemic way, coming at it from lots of different perspectives. You can't just say this one change will do it all. Yeah. yeah. You have to change. Yeah. It, you can't just wait for everyone else. Yeah. And a lot of the time people are, are like, uh, you know, well, what does it matter if I change? If, if everybody else is still eating uh, hamburgers, what does it matter if I stop? Right. Cause I'm just one person and there, are, you know, billions eating hamburgers. And uh, as a result, we have all, you know, we have the food system that we do, but I guess my counter to that is, you know, what I just said, be the change you want to see in the world. If you, you know, if you want to see uh, a more sustainable agricultural system, then you need to eat accordingly. And by the way, uh, I think it's probably better, better for your health. Yeah. And the message that I'm hoping to come across with this podcast is it's better. I mean, you will feel better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that I right there is yeah. like all you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. It's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I feel physically better. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I don't know that I can quantify that exactly for you, but I, you know, it's just kind of a general perception. Um, And that may be related to, you know, the changes in diet, or it may just be kind of a mental state because you're living up to your ideals or or whatever it may be, or or both. Um, But, you know, I feel better. Yeah. I think that it's, I mean, that's the goal. It's like, you know, one of the things I don't remember if I said this before, one of the things I realized lately is that if you say to someone, here's a little change that you can do, it implies that you don't want to do it. (laughs) Like we talked about smoking and no one says smoke a little bit less. You basically Mm -hmm. say maybe a long time ago, people said that, but now you say, don't smoke. Right. No one says, drinkless driving Mondays because there's never a benefit to drinking and driving. It's always a benefit to not drinking and driving. Right. And so when you look at it from a systems perspective to say, here's a little change reinforces the goals driving the system, even if you change some little thing. And so I, 
I hope that maybe this is maybe this is my big message is when you change, you want to change more. Yeah. Well, it did make me think a lot about travel, right? Like, uh, obviously, uh, as you well know, given the the, the choices that you've made, uh, flying around uh, is one of the worst things we can do uh, from a from a climate change perspective, from a pollution perspective, whatever perspective you want to take. And so it made me question that a little bit more and, and wonder if there were ways that I could, you know, do more uh, things like this, where it's just kind of telepresence or, or video conferencing. Now, uh, that's a little bit tough in my, in my current job, but uh, it did make me think a lot more about that and want to figure out ways to, to make that better. Part of me is mindful of that. Uh, so people know we, we got started late and we have a limited time, so I can't get into too much depth, but I want to see if you're interested in, per, in following it up. If you feel like, oh, I wonder if I can do more and seeing if you're up for a, another challenge. If this one made you feel uh, good, maybe a bigger one make you feel even better. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely up for another challenge. I think the, the challenge is to kind of, in some ways I feel like this task is, uh, is uncompleted. I need to, uh, you know, go full, full veg, uh, or, you know, go minimal meat, whatever seems you know, best. The travel one is the obvious next, uh, choice. Uh, but I, you know, without changing my job, there's just an expectation, right. Uh, that I will go to, you know, the TED event in London or the TED event in Vancouver or the TED event in Tanzania. And on the one hand, you can justify it or or rationalize it by saying like, oh, you're spreading the word and, uh, you know, spreading all these great ideas and and helping the world in that way. And that justifies the travel. But if if everybody does that, uh, you know, just like the climate change negotiators, um, you know, we're in the same mess that we've always been in. Um, It's a real quandary. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. Given my work, I feel like. I have to think about that one a little bit more. On the flip side, I, you know, I was talking about some of these things during my travel and, uh, you know, at least uh, living in New York, we, we have the benefit of uh, wonderful public transportation. And, uh, you know, from that perspective, I'm not, you know, driving 30,000, 50,000, 100,000 miles a year in my car just to get to and from work. Um, that's the way the system is set up now for 90% of Americans. Mm -hmm. So I'm lucky to be able to avoid that trap. So this is really, I think a very rich topic. And this is something that I, I begin to talk about with a lot of people only to hear it's for my work. Absolutely. No end of conversation or my family's (laughs) all over the world. End of conversation or the plane was going to fly anyway. End of conversation. Right. And you're the first person I think at all that I've spoken to that is like, Hmm, what can be done? And I'd love to follow this up. I'm also seeing that we have three minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I think, you know, it is a challenging one. But uh, what, I, what I would like to do is try to find ways to, again, use telepresence, use video conferencing as much as possible and or, you know, get to be the person in charge so that that is the way <laughs> things are, right? Or to influence Rather, that person. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because I keep thinking, I, like, if I'm ever on a TED stage, I'm thinking, I'm like, I would, you know, obviously this would go through vetting and stuff like that, but I want to be like, all of you people who flew here, you know, think about taking the train home, think about mm-hmm. carpooling home, right? Because, because if you're Leonardo or you're Larry or Elon or Sergey, <laughs> people look up to you, and mm-hmm. you could be 
the first of the next generation of people that say, this is the new way that we're going to like status is not, we don't show status by flying a 747 around by ourselves that you could be the future. You could set the new, you know, you could be the Thomas Jefferson of if we turn this thing around, if we keep the car from going off the cliff, right. You could be, you know, I can't do that. Cause I'm not, you know, I'm not Oprah. People don't, <laughs> I'm not one of these first name people yet, right. But they could really be, and if they don't change, then it takes like hundreds of thousands of other people to change to add up to one person flying around their 747 all the time. Well, that is so, I was, that is exactly the, the point that I was going to make in that, you know, the reality is there are a couple billion people on the planet who have a negligible uh, carbon uh, footprint. And then there are, you know, a couple thousand, a couple tens of thousands of people who have an enormous carbon footprint because of the kind of luxury of their life lifestyle and the access to fossil fuels that they have. And uh, so reforming, you know, the 1% from a carbon perspective is much more impactful than anything else. I propose we schedule a follow-up. Okay. Should we do that now or do you have to run? I have to run to this other meeting, but yeah, we can do it via email. Okay. And, um, I'll put out there, think of the veg thing. You know, I invite people over and I make these amazing vegetable stews, especially. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And if you want to do it on a Saturday morning, then we could also pick up the vegetables from uh, the farmer's market. And that adds Mm -hmm. a whole other element to it. Yeah, cool. I'll propose that when we, when we go by email and uh, thanks. And probably the next one will get joined to this one. I'm not sure, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah, Whatever works. Okay. Talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. This sounded like a positive experience from a guy who knew the issues and nonetheless sounded very pleasantly surprised. That's the value of acting in leadership, not just talking and thinking about things. It sounded like sharing with others engaged and attracted other people to do this, even people he didn't ask to be on board. I heard a range of benefits, mostly around feeling better himself. And he wants to do more based on experience, meaning he knows more, not less about what he was doing. So in this case, Doing more leads you to understand more and act more. So as you think about your challenge, his experience implies that it will be more fun and more helpful than you expect. Did you feel inspired too? Then act. Go to joshuaspodak.com slash podcast and click to commit to your personal challenge so you can inspire others. Value means better and worse. And living by your values means living better by your values. You may struggle at first, but it's the hero's journey from living by others' values to living by yours. People say that little things add up. I won't argue against it, but what I find counts is acting. Doing something, anything, starts that mindset shift from the debilitating others should act first or making excuses to the empowering I can make a difference. And living by my values improves my life. I don't have to wait for others to act first. I'm looking for leaders, people who will bring what works here in this podcast to communities I haven't reached. Billions of people want to change their behavior. There's room for leadership from personal leadership of just yourself to whatever scale you want. Start by acting and changing yourself. Go to joshuaspodak.com slash podcast and commit to your personal challenge.